I broke everything. I'm a vampire. Kill me. Kill me. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny. Am I getting through to you? Over! Welcome, everybody, to a very in-the-closet episode of Vampire's Piss. I'm with my lovely co-host Cassidy Easton, and I'm Matt, and we are hiding from the elites. So, this is a very exclusive podcast you're listening to right now, listeners, so Mm -hmm. remember to stay woke and watch vampire movies. How you doing, buddy? Uh... I'm, I'm frankly, I'm frightened. Yeah. I am, I'm in a bad place, dude. The world is so much scarier today than it was yesterday. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and I'll be real with you, Matt. It's not because of the Hollywood elites. Mm. I've actually not really noticed much of their presence in my life oh. uh, as of late. Mm. I'm, but that may just be because I'm very unobservant, but. Matt, I think that might be it. something something horrible happened today oh something what? unthinkable in the eyes of the podcast something uh, I don't like to speak their name because they haven't mm. uh paid us yet of course yeah I think but I know I'm gonna what say it too I'm gonna say it come has taken vampire's kiss off of their streaming service yes they have I it, yeah, go ahead. It's a dark day, Matt. The America's no longer the greatest country in the world anymore. Oh, I'm just no. I just don't know what to think anymore. You know that I used to I held them in such high regard and they've just flagrantly spat in our faces. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean they're a fucking disgrace to streaming services all over, to be honest. I I was thinking of like a YouTube video idea for later of like just like something stupid like Oh, is Scum. socialist, and I think the before there was a case that could be made, but now yeah. that vampires kiss is off of it, like I don't think there's any case whatsoever. It's it's uh, I mean, listen, it, I think that's still a valid topic to discuss, but I think there needs to be an outcry. There needs to be an outcry from us. Mm-hmm. There needs to be an outcry from our listeners. Yeah, we need to make a fucking stink about this. I. Once I, uh, you know, once I stop hiding in the closet from, you know, my feelings and uh, the weight of the world, I, I'm going to take to our Twitter and I'm going to I'm going to raise hell. Mm-hmm. I, I think you should add them. I think you should threaten legal action. Mm-hmm. I think I mean, if we can, yeah. like, ideally, we'd get Nicolas Cage on, you know, but mm-hmm. That still seems to be a pipe dream, I'll be honest. And with the Hollywood elites not even supporting us, I don't even know. Because he's pretty up there at this point. Much less so yeah. the release of Vampire's Kiss. But now, like... Yeah, I... You know, here's the thing, Matt. We're still in the infancy of this um, of this podcast. We're not even halfway through this. <sighs> That's so a scary thought. Much, 
I know, right? We're 18 in, not even halfway through. But so th there could be endless developments, I think. That's I think true. anything's possible. I think Nick Cage could get here today. Yeah. Can I see my levels from inside the closet? I can't. My chair's in the way. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to hope that I'm still recording. Yeah. Uh, for the <laughs> listeners at home, Cassidy is recording within his closet. Initially, I thought to hide from the elites, but I guess for sound quality I mean, uh, yeah, the you know it was it was it's to hide from oh god there's like so many things in my face, uh it's to hide from you know the weight of the world, uh it's it's to hide from how my disappointment yeah, but it also is the sound quality in here is probably great oh yeah this thing's carpeted it's carpeted in here I don't yeah. know if you can see that. I, it's a little dark. I could see some sleeves, you know, but if that's what you're referring to as the carpeting, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is carpet and it's like this, this apartment I'm in right now that I'm not going to be in much longer. Um, like there's only about, I'm, I'm going to say generously six square feet of carpet in the apartment mm. and it's in all of our closets. Nice. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't quite understand what the decision was there, but that's uh that that's how it is here in in casa del cassidy mm -hmm. um for now anyway well you know i think being in there you probably are safe from not only hollywood shooters but probably because i mean yeah. we, we don't have any idea like what their power the depth of their power is you know like they're very mysterious it's true we don't know how they got Vampire's Kiss on there in the first place. No. And I, I should say that, you know, I did listen to the voicemail. Mm. I know the truth now, yeah. and I am concerned about that. But I still haven't seen much of the of the consequences of those discoveries. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know... I guess this whole in the closet thing is preemptive as well, just in case, you know, the Hollywood elite does come for me because Matt, what you found was, uh, was huge. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I think the, the listeners, I hope they are, uh, you know, using this information responsibly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've, I'll be honest, like it was, it was a very scary, like track that whole time during me, uh, you know, recording that voicemail, but Mm hmm honestly like i've submitted that episode to the nobel peace prize people like i'm i'm not like i want my flowers for that that was that was an intense experience mm -hmm. there was like that was like You're... some real scooby-doo sleuthing that i was doing not to suck my own dick or anything but <laughs> not to compare yourself to scooby-doo one of the best best uh detectives ever yeah best yeah best beings in the world i mean yeah um, well beings it goes like shaggy scooby everyone else but in terms of like detectives it goes scooby batman and then many rungs down sherlock holmes and then we get into like, yeah. actual people who are real yeah but not before scooby um <laughs> uh i've so yeah anyway that's enough about me and our discoveries for now anyway for now. um how is your watch matt my watch well it was a lot more relaxing than the last watch uh yeah strangely the bands have seemed to go away 
I emphasize mm-hmm. on seeing. I I mean, I'm still keeping my head down. I'm not. They're not gonna catch me slipping, you know. Is, is all I'm saying. I'm in too deep. Yeah. But uh, for this watch, I wasn't fully ready to go back into just straight raw dawing Vampire's Kiss, especially since it was difficult yeah. without Come. the sneaky link. But true. I don't know. Like I was, I was still in in this this kiss psycho like collaboration thing. So I decided to uh, mute American Psycho and sync it up to just the audio of Vampire's Kiss as opposed to having them play next to each other. Yeah. Uh, So my findings are, strangely enough, and I was kind of feeling this with the Morb Swap too, I think, like, as much as it may be, like, sensory overload, I think, like, the simultaneous watch with both the picture and the sound together is the way to go. I think yeah. there's definitely still like a lot of synchronicity like I don't know if it's just like maybe it's just the way I synced it up or it was just Freddy Smells' influence but when the club mm-hmm. music hits for Vampire's Kiss like on like the exact cut that they enter the club in American yeah. Psycho it was perfect hmm. uh, the Detective Kimball stuff uh when he first shows up it happens to the part where like you know peter's like what is happening to me or whatever so that was cool yeah a bunch of other stuff but overall it did feel like a more limited watch than the simultaneous watch but it was still it was still a good time i you know i think this is what an interesting coincidence i don't think either of us laid eyes upon vampire's kiss Mm. this uh this watch i see because because you you said you watched American Psycho but listened to Vampire's Kiss while yeah. you did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't. I had my eye off of the Vampire's Kiss. I could see the images as I closed my eyes, but you know, I wasn't actually yeah. looking at it. Well, I I got news for. You. I actually kind of did a similar thing. Oh. I um, yesterday I didn't have any time to watch the movie, mm. and I usually watch the movie the day before, or if I can, like the like in the morning or just like right before recording but uh today like yesterday i didn't have any time and by the time i had time i was exhausted and i had to wake up early today to open the store Mm -hmm. uh, at my job so i was like i'm not gonna stay up until two in the morning watching vampires kiss just to you know get four hours of sleep and be miserable tomorrow so i went to bed and I had the idea, well, hang on. Maybe there's some way I can absorb Vampire's Kiss without having to stop to watch it. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I downloaded the audio of Vampire's Kiss onto my Google Drive. Right. And I listened to it mm-hmm. on the way to work while I was opening the store, yeah. while I was sorting mail, while I was on my lunch break. I actually finished it on my lunch break. Uh, and Dude, let me tell you, what a surreal experience that is. Vampire's Kiss is almost a good radio play. It absolutely is. I mean, the music is very strong. Like, all the vocal performances are very strong. I think I might have done an audio watch in the past. I don't remember if I mentioned it, but... Yeah, go ahead. (sighs) No, I was just going to say, there's a lot of explanatory dialogue, so... 
you know, that helps with the radio play aspects of it. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting. Neither of us seem to have laid eyes on Vampire's Kiss this uh, this watch. I mean, it's just sometimes it does feel unnecessary because it's just like when I close my mm-hmm. eyes, I, it's just all I see like every day, you know. Like when yeah. I when I blink, like I get like a quick frame of him like doing the like the the face that's the meme. Which yeah, the the you don't you don't say yeah you don't say. Which I always assume that that's what he said in the scene, but that is not what he says at all. Yeah, he says a lot of stuff in that scene, and none of it is you don't say. Yeah, it's a lot um, more interesting. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I will also say, it, I feel like it was maybe a dangerous choice to listen to Vampire's Kiss while I was driving. Oh, Because yeah. it was extremely distracting. It was extremely distracting. Mm. I I found myself, like, sort of, like, you know, daydreaming the movie yeah. while driving and like well this can't be good this uh this might be distracted driving here oh yeah this could qualify as distracted driving like i listen to podcasts while i drive all the time but the vampire's kiss is wholly different it, it's like a sensory sort of just uh just it's like a sensory like prod it like like immediately activates me yeah i mean i think you know speaking about other podcasts not including our own, of course, because we're very exciting. But I think generally podcasts are pretty relaxing and stuff, as mm-hmm. opposed to Vampire's Kiss, which is just like straight like adrenaline to the veins, like not exactly yeah. action packed. But when you know all the secrets, Espe- well, especially to us, yeah, yeah, because we know what's yeah. coming up, you know. So mm-hmm. it's not exactly just like something that you just kind of put on just to relax. I mean, I get, I kind of do that now, but <laughs> yeah. I, um, I think I have, like, <laughs> at least once, maybe just once, watched uh-huh. the movie in the background, not for the podcast, just because it's become, like... Okay, this Get completely, out of town. I, this completely goes against what I just said, but it's become, like, a calming thing for me. Whoa. I don't that, know. You're doing a bit. I, you have to be. I... No, it was just it was just once, but like I do often uh-huh. while I'm working, put on movies that are like long and that I've seen before. Like I, I put on The Irishman every once in a while, just because it's fucking <laughs> three and a half hours, and it's like I I know what The Irishman is about. You know, I don't have to I don't have yeah. to worry about shit. But it's just it's so like ingrained in me that it's like I can I could zoom in on it, I could like zoom out on it, like. I can go in and out of paying attention to it. I'm like, I'm just, yeah. it just feels like in a strange way. It feels like home. I, you know what? I get that. I, uh, I don't, I I'm, I'm incapable of doing that with visual media. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so if I put vampires kiss on, I would be distraught because, Oh God, something, uh, just unfolded in my closet. I would just be distraught. And I would be like, oh, God, <laughs> I, I need to be taking notes about this. I need to be uh, thinking of vampire powers <laughs> and reasons that he's not a vampire. Uh-huh. Um, speaking of, I have a vampire power for you. Okay. His vampire power is invisibility because I couldn't see him this watch. Mm, interesting. That makes. I only heard the guy. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. He gets away with quite a bit except for towards the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think for this watch, uh, his vampire power was running through hotels naked besides his shoes and a chainsaw. That was that was like a pretty big. Oh yeah. I think I had to write it down. You could, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like oh, a lot I was of my just gonna notes. Say you... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, sorry, I, I was just gonna say you could also argue his vampire power for you was a uh, was a shape shifting to mm. look like Patrick Bateman. Mm, yeah, that too. That too. Yeah, yeah. I anyway, think, you're saying. As as a side note, I do think that like the man that Peter's trying to be is Patrick. So oh, absolutely. If he, if he shapeshifted, who knows? He may have taken his ex crushes swarm. That's what I've decided. There's not a doubt in my mind. I I fully agree with you there. Yeah. I mean, I think. I don't know, like, I, I'm not sure, like, when the homophobia for Patrick is peaked, but I'm sure that they had, like, they didn't explore each other's bodies, but there was a proposition for sure in college as they went mm-hmm. to Sarah Lawrence together. Uh, <laughs> that's a joke, because it's a, it's a woman's only college, I believe. <laughs> uh, but, but what's his name not bruce campbell the other guy joseph campbell he taught at sarah lawrence strangely enough joseph campbell the the fucking campbell soup fame no the hero's journey guy i don't fucking remember his name oh yeah yeah no i know you're talking about that fucker (laughs) you got beef with him very much so he was a misogynist so that it it is ironic that he taught at sarah lawrence but Anyway, watch Maggie Mayfish's video on that guy. Uh, mm. Because I essentially did a similar watch to the last one, a lot of my notes were the same. Uh, mm-hmm. I wrote that Christian Bale yeah, has I... a nice butt. Uh, he does. I just, I just think it's really funny that he was running around. I mean, when you watch the scene, like, in American Psycho, where he's chasing that sex worker around with a chainsaw, like, it is not funny mm-hmm. whatsoever. But when you take no. the audio of it and you replace it with Vampire's <laughs> Kiss, I think you're able to engage with the comedy of it a little bit. And it is very quirky that he put his shoes on because he, like, he's... I, I'm he sure did. it was, like, I'm not going to run he's around this his... filthy hotel with my bare feet. Not even to chase this person yeah, who might turn me into the police. Like, I need to put on my shoes. Wasn't that Paul Allen's apartment? Yeah, I think so. It's hard to remember when you're hearing about Peter Lowe bitching and moaning about not having that file. Yeah, yeah. That was that was also an interesting experience, was listening to that part of the movie mm-hmm. while I was filing mail away into mailboxes. Mm-hmm. I was just, like, yeah. standing in the mailroom, yeah. taking letters and putting them in mailboxes, listening to Peter Lowe talk about... Um, how Alva should be better at her job. Mm-hmm. How did it make you feel about your job? How do you feel like, could you see like Moore's his perspective or was it just like, it's not a big fucking deal? Cause I'll, no, it's not a big fucking deal. Okay. I, I'm so loosey goosey with the mailman. I mean that maybe that's not something I should admit freely <laughs> on the podcast, but Is your you know, if, if the num uh, Chuck, if you're listening, I I'm going to quit soon. <laughs> Um, <laughs> much worse bad news uh, for you Chuck like it just keeps getting worse and worse yeah uh, I'm gonna quit soon and every other letter I put in there I put in the wrong box for a joke mm-hmm. um, as a bit you know yeah as a bit. no yeah yeah uh, I don't remember what I was saying 
No, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't relate to Peter Lowe. That guy's a dweeb. Yeah. And I'm a I'm a working class motherfucker. Mm -hmm. So he's a, you know, I think he's a a damnable bitch. Yeah, that is true. But as another working class motherfucker, when I was filing through messy files, I did feel a little bit like. That's true. That's not a big part of yeah. working at the UPS store mm -hmm. is filing or any of that stuff. That explains why I get other people's mail so often. <laughs> it's guys like me who don't like their job there's been this who one, are just yeah. passing the time. Yeah, there's been this one person and I think her like just her address is in like a weird spot where it's like it's not showing her number on her house or something like that but we keep getting her oh. hospital bills and it's like i can't even yep. find her house and it's like damn and like she has a similar name to my mom so i think that's why it keeps getting yeah. sent to her but it's like damn this lady is avoid i mean good for her avoiding those payments and they can't even find it yeah. but shit <laughs> yeah People are bad about putting the actual numbers of their, like, address on their mail. Have you found that it's been difficult to find places often when you go on for runs? What do you mean? Oh, I'm not a delivery driver. Oh, I just okay. work in a store. I see. Nah, nah. I'm not as I'm not as much of a hero as those people are. No, I just work in the, the store and, mm. you know, accept Amazon returns and right. pack things. Yeah. No... Uh, it's just like you know we're supposed to sort the mail by like mailbox number but a lot of the places that send mail to these people do not put the number on there hmm. and I don't remember the mailbox holders names so I just I just put it in mystery mail and let someone else do it yeah yeah you should draw little things on the back of the mail uh, if only I got to spend that much time in the mail room I, it's mostly, I'm mostly at the front desk I see when yeah. my, at my old job we would send postcards to patients who uh, needed to come back and mm. we would write them as soon as they leave so we'd remember if they were like an asshole or if they were nice so if they were nice we would draw a little smiley face above their name on the post-it <laughs> and I always wanted to write frowny faces or angry faces on the douchebags because there were plenty of those <laughs> people yeah i think that the review system for like service workers is backwards because like yeah you only get the like the yelp review from like the customer but you don't get the person's like side and there's a lot of people who put up reviews online who are just like ridiculous ass people and yeah i know i like i was always thinking like man if someone left a fucking google review on like what i did and they were like a dick like i would it would take so much restraint for me to not like comment back at them like hey Actually, you were the shittiest fucking patient I had that day, and I hope you didn't <laughs> come back. I, yeah, I, I I'm, I, I'm maybe not made for retail because I am so bad at suppressing that instinct to be a dick right back. Mm. Not even be a dick, just be like impolite. Yeah, you know, right? Like if someone is like being a shithead to me and is you know talking shit and being like well i'm gonna go somewhere else or like you know they don't put up with they don't like make me box up my own shipments at the other store i'm always like well then go to the other store yeah then you could just leave right and they get they do not like it when <laughs> i say that <laughs> they right. do not like that answer no because they're used to fucking customers always right 
I don't think it's that mm -hmm. you're not built for customer service work or retail. Yeah. I think it's that retail is built that you have to tolerate a lot of bullshit when you shouldn't. Yeah, it's true. More people need shame, to be man. told to like just go go somewhere else or to shut the fuck up or that they're like their mustard isn't that important, you know? That's that's why I always kind of respect like uh places where the workers are rude to you. Yeah. Because you know, usually those workers are going to be ambivalent towards you regardless. At best. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like Whenever I hear about a place where the workers are rude, I'm never afraid because I'm such a, I'm filled with such customer shame that <laughs> I do my best to like just appear like a like a pathetic like you know a waif in front of the customer service people and just like yeah. try to stay out of their way as much as I can. I feel don't you. talk to them at all. Don't don't inconvenience them. Don't even ask them to do anything for me. I just you know. I do think that like. <laughs> as a consumer and as a customer there's like a certain thing where like you could make this person's job more difficult or not like mm -hmm. i don't know like depending on like how wrong the order is like i'll usually just like suck it up because it's like I, I think it's just Same. like a waste of both our time to actually yeah. do anything or like it's just not a big deal most of the time <laughs> not that Peter yeah Lowell i would fucking understand that fucking piece of shit i was just about to say that i was like yeah no i absolutely would not but i feel like peter lowe is 100 percent like even if there's something even slightly wrong with his meal he'll he'll ask for it to be sent back yeah and then i'll call it a fucking grease hole you know yeah dude i was like it's frankly the one of the least believable things in that movie is the fact that he would go to a diner like that mm -hmm. well he is broke he is broke. That is true. Yeah. He is spending all his money on taxis. Yeah. And diners are one of like the great inventions of America. I don't actually know if they were built made in, but like diners, I feel like are very American classic. Yeah. American yeah. And it's a fantastic concept, you know, like a kind mm. of cheap, greasy little spot on the corner that has like literally like every open all the time, of, open all the time, like every kind of like greasy American food that you want yeah breakfast all day uh man i i now i'm thinking about diner food yeah i'm we're, we're also both hungry boys this episode because we haven't eaten dinner yet yeah i um part, part i i'll have to admit i didn't finish the last 30 minutes of my watch and oh shit yeah i know i know you should like probably fire me not the the truth come lost, out i mean here's the thing right? i didn't even watch it i listened to it that's <laughs> so true you're that's fine true. but we're we're both we're both playing fast and loose yeah i'll trust you to watch the rest of it with your dinner oh yeah so i i mean there's nothing i like more than just watching psychotic murderous men kill people <laughs> as i eat my food that's that really gets my appetite going but mm -hmm. my whole day got, got kind of fucked up i woke up late and then like i was like dropping i went to i mean of course i was staying inside the whole time like hiding from the hollywood elites but you know yeah. hypothetically speaking i uh went with my mom to drop off my dad at main street and then i i only came to like return some overdue books uh yeah but then i got roped into grocery shopping and then waiting for this dim sum place and they totally forgot our order so we were there for like 30 minutes before like we realized that they weren't gonna give us any food no no it was a bummer so like damn 
food stuff fucked up. Haven't had Damn. dinner properly yet. Very hungry. Well, well, I will also say, Matt, you are right now. You are the timekeeper because I can't see my audacity from here. So I don't know how long we've been recording. Oh, yeah, we've been recording for twenty-eight minutes. So we should get back. Oh on my, track. <laughs> bro! Being in this closet is stretching time. It's so hot in here. <laughs> I. <laughs> <laughs> this bit is starting to bite me in the ass. Oh, yeah. It's so hot in here, man. Mm-hmm. Who knew that being in a closet full of jackets and, and hoodies would make it oh, yeah. so warm? Is your fur coat in there, too? It's literally, like, two feet from me to that my is, to my right. That is unfortunate for your level of heatness, which is a Yeah, worry. but it is, it is very good for the sound quality, so I'm not yeah. going to get rid of it. Okay, Despite having no reason to wear a fur coat in LA for any reason at yeah. any season. Yeah. Also, I do think that if you step out of that closet, there's a strong chance that you'll be shot. Yeah, probably. Is That's why I'm staying open? in here. Or like just like uh, no, those 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 the blinds are fully closed. Mm. You may be able to tell by how dark it's getting on my end. Yeah. <laughs> as the natural light is going away. Right. Okay, I think we should probably actually talk about Vampire's Kiss. I agree. I agree. Um, So what was, like, your favorite part of the audio-only watch? I gotta say, I also... I made sure to turn the sound way the fuck up because I needed needed this to drown out everything. So, um, you know... My my favorite part was noticing like how good the sound design is mm-hmm. of this of this movie. It's fantastic. It's it's very good. Yeah. Um and it's very like very attention to detail. Um I don't know it it may have been um recorded like on set. I'm assuming there is some foley involved. But I think my favorite bit, um my just to stand out to me this this watch or listen um was the during the scene where peter is at the club and he's about to attack that girl um like there's that scene where he's like about to like he's like feeling her up and she like slaps him Mm -hmm. when like when she slaps him the there is like just a little sound bite of the pigeon cooing oh yeah i don't know if you've ever noticed i've noticed it before but it's Mm. never been remarked upon because my standout always usually ends up being visual yeah but this since there were no visuals this time like that that stood out to me was there was a pigeon sound when she slaps him and their little scuffle begins and then he you know bites her Mm. so because she is his you know she is his prey she is like the pigeon he ate wow yeah damn so that that was my standout i don't know why they made that choice either like Mm -hmm. it's a very it's a very interesting choice just cinematically yeah um but yeah um sorry go on Mm -hmm. i'm turning a light on (laughs) it's cool there we go uh, I think really the only like weird audio thing I ever noticed is I don't really remember the exact moment and it's gonna be hard to 
go back to it because I only noticed it on the Come. thing. But there was mm -hmm. this one part, like, fuck, I'll have to remember for a future episode what exactly it was because there was this really weird thing I noticed because I, like, watched it multiple times on TV. Come. And it was something that yeah. I noticed only when watching it on Come. TV. But there was, like, oh, yeah, it was when he was saying Alva, right? When he's like, Alva, mm -hmm. Alva. Yeah, yeah. But, like, before the actual Alvas, it sounded like, very quietly, someone was, like, making fun of him saying Alva. He was like, Elva, Elva. Oh, yeah, he's like, Elva, yeah. Elva. Yeah, you've heard Yeah, that. he's, like, he's, he's like, barely, he's, like, barely enunciating it. But I feel, I feel like, before I watched it on Tubi, I didn't hear that part beforehand. Because it's, it uh -huh. sounds, like, so different in cadence from yeah. when it actually goes on. So, like, I... I don't know if it's like ADR or something, but it's very weird. And did you notice that he does it after Rachel feeds on him that other time? No. When he lies about the mescaline? Oh. Like after he lies about the mescaline and then she feeds on him. Mm -hmm. And she's like saying like, oh, my little literary genius. Yeah. How clever of you. Mescaline. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Mm -hmm. And then she... Uh, and then while she like she like pauses briefly and he's like leaning there he's in the same position he was at his desk but he's like leaning forward yeah and he's just like every every yeah. and he's like he's like mumbling it and then she's like and then she goes on with her you know her whole deal mm. oh so I yeah, guess it, right I guess it was meant to be like one of those editing thing or editing things when you have like the sound from like the previous like scene like after the cut like playing through to the new yeah one. yeah well but i think it was just maybe a callback to his like yeah mental state right peter after um his sexy sucky time with Rachel and like he's just hunched over and like the like the most like post nut clarity horrifying yeah. look. It just really makes me think of that meme that people made of like Griffith in the anime after he has sex with the princess and oh. he just feels like deep homosexual shame. Yeah, yeah. That 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 one meme frame of the comic and the anime. Yeah. 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 Which I didn't realize was it was from the berserk anime until i watched it way later on does it not happen in the comic i thought it was also it, a frame from the comic it, i thought it was a famous frame from oh the no comic. it definitely is it's just that like with okay. the colors and the way it's drawn it looks a little different that i didn't recognize it like as berserk until like yeah also it's like a famous like meme I'll be real. I, before I read Berserk, I thought it was from the Vampire Hunter D movie. And so like when that. I watched the when I watched the initial vampire, like the the original like '80s Vampire Hunter D, yeah, I I was waiting for that to happen, mm -hmm. and it didn't happen. I was like, well, what the fuck's that all about? I guess it's from the 2011, 15. I think it's 15. 2015, the new one, Bloodlust. That sounds right. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Peter Lowe would have liked it regardless he would have yeah it's sad you know like it's just sad seeing people who like should have been alt but then they just like something to stop them from it you know yeah society capitalism toxic masculinity 
Yeah, man. I think, uh, I think, uh, you know, this is, if anything, this, this, uh, this movie is a, um, a cautionary tale against, uh, not being all, you know, yeah. don't conform. No. Be, be cool and, 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 uh, embrace your alternative. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. then it'll, like, if you, like, suppress your freak flag, it'll come out in, like, weird ways later as an adult. And it's just, mm-hmm. like, you know, how do you get here? Like, biting the heads off pigeons and wearing fake vampire teeth and, like, assaulting women at the club. It's, like, it's repression, man. It's just, like, you you thought, like, pushing yeah. back those goth bots, like, as a teenager, you thought that wouldn't come back. But it just, like, it just keeps rolling, you know, like, the ball. Like, it keeps getting, like big dirt mound you know that like a dung beetles yeah bigger it's a bigger and bigger ball of shit until like you know it just gets too big hey let's let's not be smirched the the good name of dung beetle oh. all right peter Lowe. peter Lowe is he's a real he's a real piece of work and yeah. i don't think that we should hard. we should yeah yeah dung beetles dung beetles are not only talented but smart you know they can they can navigate using the stars. Can Peter Lowe do that? I think not. I think when we eventually have Nicolas Cage on, we should ask him that question. Can Peter Lowe navigate uh, using the stars like a dung beetle? I think we should drop look at like a dung beetle, so it sounds more philosophical than what initially spawned. It. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Just like hope he doesn't listen to the other however many episodes come before we are able to get him on the show you know as much as like i feel like he will get on the show i think he definitely will not listen to every episode i think he has i mean to do fair enough his agent might Mm. then he has a very good agent willing to sit through this many hours of just circular conversations about the same movie over and over again (laughs) and also american (laughs) psycho yeah yeah yeah. Uh, we are at 38 minutes. I don't know if we want. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think we've discussed all the the important stuff, the important notes. I think so. You want to get into yeah to recommendations? Recommend? I think. Well, I think we should get into like our favorite part first, quickly, and then we can go into recommendations and stuff. Oh, all right. Yeah. I mean, I already said mine. What was the pigeon noise? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, what was what was yours? Hmm. Let's see. I guess it was just Patrick running naked uh, with the chainsaw on his shoes, and I think it was like playing during the the Vampire's Kiss main theme, like the da you know, which is just it's very that, complimentary. I will say another great part about listening to it is there are a lot of fucking bops in this movie. So when nobody was talking, it I was still entertained because the the if there was no talking, then there was great music playing, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude, go off!" Yeah. I forget the name of the composer. Um, I should know their name. I know the director's name. I know the writer's name. I should know the composer's name. I could check very quickly um, on Letterbox. Um, but we should censor their name because they could sponsor us and give us money. Letterboxed? Yeah, why not? Uh, it's too late for that. I've already plugged my letterbox on here. Oh, I don't want people damn. to. Whatever. Yeah. Plus, I'm I'm starting to get some letterbox traction with uh, oh, really? hoop 
with Hooptober, yeah. So mm. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be plugging. You best believe I'm gonna plug my letterbox at okay. the end of this. Letterbox is like the. I was gonna say like the superior form of social media for for film bros, but. I, I feel like it's the superior form of social media in general because I, you know, I'm not learning about all the dog shit, dumb, dumb nonsense that's on Twitter through Letterboxd. Mm. At, at worst, I'm seeing a movie opinion that makes me mad, but it, if I do, I just look away from it. That's true. I guess, like, I feel like I've figured out, like, how to make Twitter work for me in a way that I have not figured mm. that out for Letterboxd. And when I did put effort into letterbox i just found it to be frustrating because it was just like well i guess i'll look at this review but that was before like <laughs> you and like a few of our other friends followed me so it was like kind of whatever but yeah uh, the the secret is be watching movies all the time and be doing uh you know movie challenges like hooptober i'm a, i'm about to get into hooptober on the 15th so so is Hooptober uh, like you're going to watch like a basketball movie every day for <laughs> the entire October, of October? No, yeah, you'd be amazed how many basketball movies there are. <laughs> um, no, it's a, it's a Toby Hooper uh, themed oh. like horror movie challenge. It's It's been going on for nine years. It's it's done by the Letterboxd user Cinemonster. Mm. And it's like a big challenge that lots of people take part in. And basically, you just have to make a list of 31 films that uh, they have, like, very specific rules, you know. Mm -hmm. um, like, you have to have six countries. You have to have eight decades. You have to have two films based on insects. You have to have a film in space. You've got to have a, a bad 90s sequel that you have access to. Mm -hmm. uh, th that those are just two Christopher Lee movies, right. you know. This is just this year's rules. There's like a bunch that I'm not going to list because it it goes on for a while. But you also must have one Toby Hooper film. I see. So that's uh, the this... connection. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah. Ooh. This year I'm going to be watching Life Force, so I hope it's good. Mm -hmm. Also, a vampire movie. Like... Funnily enough, yeah, a vampire alien movie, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've heard a lot about it. It's been on my list for a while. I just haven't gotten around to it. Also, the composer for Vampire's Kiss is Colin Towns. Colin Towns, you're a mad lad, and you make this movie so uh, orally rich. Yeah. Colin Towns also did the music for Rawhead Rex. Uh, no shit. Yeah. I love that movie. I... That's a great movie. I think I watched a le uh, red letter media video on it, but it seems like you should watch it. It's okay. fun. All right, I will. I shall. I shall. Is the score it's Clive Barker? Oh, really? Uh, I'll be I'll be real. I can't remember. Okay. Um, it's been a while since I watched it. I am mm -hmm. very unfamiliar with any of these other movies that he scored, but I mean, he knocked it out of the park with this. So like. Yeah, Vampire's Kiss. I, I, I'm ready to say is his best work, mm -hmm. but um, I guess I'll I'll rewatch Rawhead Rex and see if that's true. Yeah. Um, do you want to get into the recommendations now? Oh uh, yeah, totally. Uh, do you, uh, you want to go first? Uh, yeah. So I recommend 
looking around the room for something <laughs> to pick. Oh. Yeah, I've been listening to uh, Minor Threat a lot because I've been writing this mm-hmm. straight edge character and they're like the guys who basically started the straight edge punk movement. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they thought of the name, but they have a song called Straight Edge on it about being straight edge. And mm-hmm. it's their first album. It's like their first two seven inches. It's like literally just 18 minutes. All the songs are very short and very fast, which is cool. And they all Hell slap. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny listening to straight edge music and being really into it while also being like a giant stoner. But yeah. Because yeah. it's like, oh, like the people you're complaining about, that's me. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, 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 res- I wonder who this is for. Yeah, but I, res- I respect your artistry, Ian Mackay, even though you think I, I live a disgusting lifestyle. <laughs> that's very funny. Yeah, so that's my recommendation. Hell yeah. Minor threat. Everybody go listen. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm between two recommendations. I can't decide which one I want. It. One is re- vampire related, so maybe mm-hmm. I'll just do that. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah. Uh, my recommendation is Day Shift. Day Shift is a, uh, a vampire movie. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's like extremely pulpy. It's it's starring Jamie Foxx. It has Snoop Dogg in it. Mm. Um, It's about this like vampire hunter in LA that um, has to make money to convince his wife and child not to move away and gets caught up in like the, uh, in like some inner workings with a Uber vampire or something. I'll be real. The world is not very fleshed out and Mm -hmm. the characters are kind of one dimensional. Um, and the plot is, you know, pretty predictable, Mm -hmm. but I will say the main attractions of this movie are the vampire stunts and action. Like the vampires move like contortionists Mm. and it's really kind of fucked up and crazy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, like so the draws are the action choreography and the fact that Snoop Dogg is in this movie. Yeah. Is he a vampire? He he though? kills it. Um I don't uh, I don't think so. That's disappointing. I think it's up I think it's up to interpretation. Oh, interesting. I would like to change yeah. my recommendation from Minor Threat to looking at the picture of Snoop Dogg at a Halloween party dressed <laughs> as the Count from Sesame Street. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. That is, hell yeah, that's even, that's an even better recommendation yeah, it's than what I had. It's just like, just uh, like imagine him in like a giant like the Count costume, but he's inside the Count's mouth and it's Snoop Dogg. I... I love it. I'm yeah. gonna go look at that picture yeah. uh, right after we're done recording. Yeah, I was um, thinking. Of, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, I was just anyway. Yeah, day day shift. It's it's a fun little romp. It also, if you live in LA, you know, makes you feel a little seen. I like they were they were uh, they were like mentioning all kinds of like places, and I was like, hey, I know that place. Mm-hmm. There were like these two characters called the Nazarian brothers, who are like Armenian vampire hunters, and they were like they mentioned like, yeah, they like cleaned out all of Glendale in like a week, and I'm like, hey, I know that place. Yeah, I know, I know there. I live there. Yeah, and you see members of Sistema Down all the time. Yeah, it's crazy. Is it mostly just urge? Um, 
Uh, yeah, just Surge. I just see him walking around. Yeah, of course. Walking around, you know. Yeah, eating chop suey. Uh, I don't know what he. Yeah, eating chop suey. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, I think those are some good recommendations. Uh, it's plug time, Matt. You want? You got anything to plug? Uh, nothing. Just, just the usual. Just my Twitter. Just at lowercase x uppercase x s three x y underscore d three v i l i don't know if there's another underscore that i don't know just fuck, fucking follow game real like you'll probably <laughs> find me somewhere in there. uh that's i, I don't you know. know i love it's a very punk rock like username that you've got because yeah, I won't change it also. Yeah, it's like you're you're you are making this harder on everyone to find you. Yeah. But your also uncaring attitude towards it is so punk and I just love it. I mean, I feel like it would not be punk for me to change it to something more accessible and I like it. Yeah. And I don't think I need to change it. To There's like... nothing there's yeah. nothing punk about SEO optimization for no, sure. No, I believe in like some pragmatic optimization, but like, mm -hmm. I think the internet's all about funny little usernames like that, and I think that's yeah. moving away from that towards corporate optimization is bad. So, agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, go follow the Game Real Twitter at Game Real Pod. Yeah. We post about vampires piss mostly these days, but you know, one day we'll get back to the Game Real grind. Yeah, totally. Um, go follow me on Letterboxd. I'm Paneranoid on Letterboxd. That's P-A-N-E-R-A-N-O-I-D. Nice. Paneranoid. I'm doing Hooptober. So if you want to know my thoughts on a lot of horror movies, just just go there. I can attest um, I very much enjoy your reviews on Letterboxd. Ah, ah, shucks. You make me blush. Mm -hmm. Then that's not just me being flushed from being in this fucking heated closet. I think it's mostly um, Yeah. Uh, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to stop recording so I can get out of this closet and take my chances with the Hollywood elites. All right. Uh, did you get that bulletproof vest I sent you? Uh, it's, uh, I tracked it. It said it's, it said it's on the way. It should be here tomorrow. Damn. Hopefully it gets to you the right way. And like, you, you're not the one to like, you know, organize where it's going. <laughs> That's yeah. Well, you right. know, I've got some, I've got some insider knowledge and it's that shipping is largely incompetent and it's a, it's just a gamble every time. Mm -hmm. I may have wasted my money on that vest. <laughs> maybe so but you know we do it for we do it for the love of the game right of course it'll stop blanks at the very least just not in your mouth <laughs> all right well uh thanks everyone for listening uh we've been vampires piss mm -hmm. i've been i've been cassidy i've been matt uh goodbye everybody Dream of me, my angel.